Life is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Hello, everybody. everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm in quite a mood. I I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm uh, powered by electricity. Yeah, you mentioned that before we started. Mm, yeah. I, I think I kind of know that feeling, though. I think I've kind of had it for the last couple of days. Really? Well, yeah, Why but now I feel a grounded. Prayer, a prayer thing with your hands? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I you, can't. you Maybe because I'm you, kind of settling in oh, and being like, okay, okay, here we go. The podcast is beginning. <laughs> okay. As where you were praying <laughs> for me or that you were trying to ground because I felt ungrounded, which would be oh. fine. Could be, could be. Mm, you're grounding yourself so you don't catch it. JK, but you know what? Um, we will be talking about grounding with Tanya Carol Richardson oh, right. a little bit later in the show. So that is exciting. Um, we'll be, yeah, interviewing her. So I, it's not really that I feel ungrounded. I just feel like my grounding is electrified. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like, like giving me energy. Uh huh. Yeah. I think I do know. I think Mm -hmm. I think I know. Yeah. You don't have to know exactly, you know? All right. So (laughs) let's talk about our cards from last week. Every week we pick a card at the end of the show in case you're new to us. And then we discuss at the beginning of the show what how it went for us that week yeah if the card showed up if we like used the wisdom Mm -hmm. and guidance in it so last week you drew from the akashic tarot the six of keys which also may have been called in crescent moon it seemed like it had two names yeah yeah okay well yeah it does have two names that's weird you're right (laughs) (laughs) and it was about it was like a good luck card it was like about increase abundance growth creativity um receiving good stuff Mm. and i drew from my magic of flowers oracle pansy which is contemplate Mm. so what about you yeah well i um this week was a lot it was not bad as if you listen to the previous episodes i've had a lot of cat tragedy but that thankfully did not happen this week um i got my i finished, you know, a second draft of my YA novel, and I got the notes back um, yesterday, and she was really raving, and she hardly had any notes, so I felt... From your editor. From my editor, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I felt really, in terms of receiving, it's interesting, because she said a lot of nice things in it, and I was like, I took a moment to, like, I'm going to receive this, because it would be really easy for me to just, like skim over it or like especially one point she said this is an accomplishment and I was like oh Oh, this is an accomplishment you know and and she also said a lot of like yeah just really nice things like how much she loved it and how much it meant to her and so I was really just trying to take it in 
and not jump to the next step, which is like, well, now I, how am I going to find an agent or am I going to self-publish or, you know, hopping over all of mm-hmm. that stuff um, to that, to the like doing instead of just like receiving the accomplishment and it, receiving this moment in time with it. like That's inspiring. It. Oh, thanks. I don't think I've ever done that from any of my books. Oh, I my just, gosh. Um, really? Like when, and when people say they like them, I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> I don't think you're telling the truth. I, oh, that's nice wow. of you. You should to look, say. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really relate to that. I don't. I think that what I do is, um, like, when people like things that I have written or whatever. When I did improv, I'm trying to think of other things. I I I keep it at a distance. Like I don't think they're lying to me. But I don't. I it's like I keep it at a arm at arm's length. Mm. Yeah, I don't take. I don't. It in. I try not to like think they're lying to me, but yeah. I do. Oh. I still do. I can't. I <laughs> even though like at. like logically, I'll be like, no, this is my friend. Like I don't think she would be lying about this the way she, you know she bought it. She whatever you know. Like I like logically, I could be like, probably she's not lying. But I deep down do still think people oh. are lying when they tell me they like my books. <laughs> well, we talked about existential kink last. Week, oh, you yeah. should really look into that in terms of that being like a, a shadow oh, you're right. thing. You're right. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll work with that. I've been look, working with all kinds of fun existential kink stuff. Yeah. So you that's a good really idea. I should because that would yeah. be a really, I mean, there's no shoulds, but I think it would really open you up to yeah. receiving more. Yeah, so if you guys didn't listen to the last episode or the one where I was talking about existential kink, it's a book by Carolyn Elliott that is about exploring, you know, the shadow, doing shadow work in a way that's actually pretty fun and interesting and illuminating. I started reading it. And she's going to be on the show in November. Yes, she's going to be on the show. Yeah, it finally came. So I was reading it last night. Oh, good. I'm excited about it. Um, But also, so that was receiving. Then, um, well, I've been like really into making things again. Like I've been making someone. It's funny. I mentioned the perfume oil I made on the um, Instagram live that we did and then you were wearing my earrings that I made and people bought both of those things from me I'm not even trying to sell them but I've been like it's probably just because I've been so enjoying making so I also got some um, ethically sourced Palo Santo and I'm going to make some Palo Santo oil like perfume oil nice. I'm so excited I've just been like really like creative. like I finished that and like just like really I have a lot of energy to create and I was like a banshee is that a bad thing to say I don't know I was cleaning like a banshee no. okay um I I mean just like non-stop cleaning cleaning clean not just cleaning but clearing out like I've made this my office I mean I've really just been like yeah tons of energy has been released to create and make and um yeah. So if anybody wants to buy our jewelry, maybe we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's great jewelry. These nice. earrings, she makes them out of um recycled the inside of bike tires yeah. and they're they're feather shaped, but they they're just they're so great. They're very light. Wait, we haven't done anything to try to sell them whatsoever, but they're fun. And then my daughter and I are going to be taking a metalsmithing class, which I took one and I made some rings last year and um 
where I'm going to take another class because I basically forgot it all in the time in between setting up a little metal smoothing area. Um, so anyway, that's really exciting. And I have a lot to recap. The final thing is I played pickleball on Sunday with my friend. Do you know about pickleball? I mean, I think I know from, from junior high. Like that oh, it's like some never racket type. It's, it's a, like paddle. a type. It's yeah. a paddle. paddle. It's like a, a combo of um, tennis and and ping pong. Anyway, it was so fun. How you were talking about exercise, how you love exercise. I yeah. don't love exercise. I'm fine with it because I like how my body feels during it and after it mostly. But it was just so fun. I really, and also it was like community. We was, tried to stay six feet apart. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was outside, so I felt okay about that. Um, Anyway, it was just really fun, and now I'm really getting into pickleball, and I'm going to start playing it a lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm really into it. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun realization. Yeah, it is. My friend Mike, we used to be in a band together. I feel like he's kind of similar. He, like, gets into things, and then... Um, I start to get, I think, well, at least this time I'm like, oh, Mike loves pickleball. Let me see what this is about. Well, I used to, I was playing tennis before that. I feel like I sound maybe manic. I'm okay, guys. <laughs> Why don't you go now? <laughs> um, that's, uh, I don't, I get nervous just thinking about pickleball. Oh. I don't, team sports, any sort of like, let's play with a ball. Like, I just, no, I don't. Well, this is, I know I want you nothing mean, to do with that. That's hilarious. It, <laughs> if it's a bigger team, but this is like, I feel like it's perfect for me in terms of I love socializing in small groups. So it's not like a lot of balls being thrown at me or, I don't know. I love yeah. tennis. <clears throat> Excuse me. That, so you don't like balls in a game. <laughs> Playing with, yeah, or, um, it, it, yeah, just like any sort of sport, really, that isn't, like, I like gymnastics. I like gymnastics. I like dancing. I like you things like solo. Are, like, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, pole vaulting. But mm. if there's some sort of, like, I'm interacting <laughs> with people and playing a game, and I, I don't no. like it in any way. How do you feel about board games? Um... Fine. I, I feel mm. all right about them. Mm, interesting. Trivial Pursuit, I really like. Oh, the, you like games that rely on you solely. Just me. Uh. I get. I just get so nervous. Yeah, I like because even if it like team sports, no way. That it just like when I had to play soccer at uh. PE and stuff. I was like, I can't deal with the pressure of people like relying on me to do something well. Uh. Um, but then if it's like uh, like pickleball, it's then I'm like, oh, they're gonna get annoyed if I keep dropping the ball. Like I just, it's too uh. much. I just get nervous, and I also really like exercising by myself. <laughs> I, I like being by myself a yeah. lot. Yeah, I do too. I just also like socializing. You know, I do like socializing. Yeah, I do. If I'm by myself most of the time, yeah. then every once in a while, I like to mm. be at a party. Mm -hmm. I like, and mm -hmm. I like doing the podcast. I like, mm -hmm. I like people. I do. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I get nervous in certain, I like partner it. dancing. I don't want to do ballroom dancing. I'll uh, dance, but not ballroom. Yeah, I don't know. I get it. 
I used to think I was like the most introverted person I ever knew, but I think you may be more introverted oh, than me. Oh, well, like moving in, while there's another person, like when I had to take fencing class in acting school, I cried. Uh, I uh, cried so much because it was, I don't know. I can't explain it. But. If Maybe it's an out of control thing similar to how I feel when I jump on a trampoline. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. You know, by the way, we talked about this last time, but when I realized, when you said to me, most people (laughs) are afraid of falling. Down. Down. And I'm afraid of falling up. (laughs) I realized that when I was doing an exercise from Fitness Blender, that one where you do the jump, like the broad jump, you know what I mean? I don't like those. You don't like those? I don't like it because it scares me. It scares you because you think jump. you might not come back down. <laughs> well, it just when I jump up, I'm scared. Yeah, I guess. That you won't come back but down. I'll float That's away. So but this time I remembered, oh, I'm, uh, you know, gravity. What, what you said, well, it's not even just gravity. What you said about people are afraid of, you know, of falling. I was like, people are afraid of falling. So I'm definitely not going to go all the way up. Yeah. When, I, when you named it as me being afraid of floating, I didn't na- have a name before it. Oh. For it before. So once I had a name for it, then I was like, I can do this. Look, I'm landing down. And oh. it took the fear away. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm glad we, yeah, jumping, glad we figured that out. Yeah. Maybe we can figure out my fear of pickleball and... <laughs> well, I really love, yeah, okay, listen, let's talk about your week. Yes, um, so, you know, this week, the I also created space, that was a theme for everybody this week, I think, I really got into yeah. clearing clutter also and organizing, um, and with the pansy and the contemplate, I think it's from all the existential kink meditations I've been doing, but I have been entering into this really interesting energy, which is, um, a deeper neutrality than I've ever been in before. Ooh. So what I mean is like, you know how everything is so polarized in our culture right now? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like so many of us would get into that and just be like, oh, no, not this. Like, what if this happens? And oh, like, for example, my dad, you know, I was talking to him about the fires because it's so, so, so smoky where he is, where yes. my family is in California. Yes. I mean, it just terrible. sounds like, Yes. Um, but he just like when I would talk to him about it, he would consistently describe why it has nothing to do with global warming. Mm-hmm. It's all about bad forestry uh, habits, you know, oh and God. like it used to be a thing where I would just be like, I cannot deal with you doing this like this. I have to talk to you about how that is wrong. You're wrong about yeah. this. And now it, I'm just like, you know, this is how my my dad has always been this way. He's always yeah. going to be this way. And not only that, but um, not just, I mean, this is just one example that I, I feel like I've gotten really tired of the polarization of like, mm-hmm. you're wrong and yeah. I'm right. And I can't believe how wrong you are. Yeah. And all, you know, just like I've, I, I feel like this desire now to be like, not that I agree no, with people that I disagree with, but more like. You know, there's probably something about that that is right. Mm. And there's probably something about my perspective that is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just like I got tired of being in that energy mm-hmm. of like making people the other. This is yeah. the other opinion. Yeah. And it feels really good. 
That's good. I don't want to take that away from you, but I just wonder about like racism and if I wonder if part of that. I mean, you're not talking about racism. But. Well, no, but I mean, I still feel like I it, I do want to emphasize this is in no way like me being like, oh, well, who cares about climate change and who cares right, about racism? Right, right. It, it, it's this. I have the same degree of, you know, passion yeah, course, about these things. Course, yes. It's just this like. That it's not, it's the dynamic too of like, is that helping? I can just mm-hmm. really feel like it's so not helpful mm-hmm. to be that having that us against them mentality where yeah. there's almost like a hatred. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. you, dad, but I hate you right now. You know, like right. that is, I just feel like that energy is so not helping and yeah. is making things worse. And I even can feel it aligned with the energy of fire of just mm. like this huge raging inferno yeah. that I just feel like this open, like I feel so so um it, it feels like an instinct almost to just be in this space of neutrality and noticing like this is my mm-hmm. opinion and that's their opinion mm-hmm. and let's be present with all of that and not yeah. get into like feeling really angry and freaked out all the mm-hmm. time you know well yeah that for sure is a good place to be it yeah. makes me think that existential kink stuff you're doing is is part of that like, because yes. it's a balancing out the shadow and you're coming into like a, a centered place. Right. And also how um, there is that message in it of like, if it's there, I mean, I saw Eckhart Tolle even posted about this mm. today or yesterday. Like, you know that an experience is the best possible experience for your soul's unfolding because it's happening. Right. You right. know, that kind of feeling of like, mm. if this is here... Then it's, what? How can I be curious about it? How can I be present with it? And then it's also like takes the pressure off of life being so serious. There's, you know, this is the team that I want to be affiliated yeah. with. Like it's just this other, yeah, different. I would feeling. love to talk to. We should get a black witch on here, <laughs> or a you know a black um, person that practices. The stuff, because I'm just curious how white privilege comes into that for us. You know what I mean? Like, how, like, then if we were black, like, how would we approach that? Would it be the same thing? Because I do think in some ways, I don't know, like, um, white privilege offers, uh, we're less attacked by that othering. Uh, You know, we are not the other. I mean, as females we are, but not as white people we are not so it's just like i wonder if that intense like that is it seems like being more neutral would be the answer and like it may intensify that um but i just wonder like um how the black community you know like how some but there's probably different black people feel different oh sure absolutely a hundred percent but that's what i just mean like yeah they're not a monolith obviously but i'm just saying like i would like to speak to someone we should we should do that okay someone on our show yeah but that is um i mean i do think what you're saying is the goal of spirituality probably Mm -hmm. coming to neutral you know and like taking all that in it sounds great i really think that existential like looking at our shadows and balancing it out like that is like it gives you more grounding and center yeah and then also the the kind of um perspective of that other people are just 
us too like yes, if something yes, is really yes, upsetting yes. us that somebody's saying like that's a mirror of us in some way so to if we want to open up to embracing that and loving mm-hmm. that and finding you know it's, it's a really it is really feels very liberating i really do feel like we're here at this time at least partly for that yeah to stop the othering yes it's hard when people are whew, it's hard that whole QAnon thing that's the thing that's most triggering for me, where it's just it's like, okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, shall we go to our next thing? What are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, why don't you tell us about your Zoom meeting? Oh, okay, yeah. So this week on Thursday, the 17th, I'm going to have what I'm calling a ener- an energy tune-up. Um, it's a Zoom meetup on Thursday, the 17th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And at by the time this is out, I will have a link to it. Um, but it's basically what I'm going to do. I might do it for this whole month every week, but I'm going to be um, helping people clear out for um, like clear out energetically the energy of the week so that they can be more centered and grounded in it. And I'm um, that's a little bit of a uh, foreshadowing of the energy report. But this oh. week's theme will be de-energizing past life themes. So I'm oh, going nice. to, yeah, I'm going to lead us in a meditation where we're going to de-energize past life themes. I'm going to, the first part will be, I'll talk to people, depends how many people are there, but um, I can take questions and we can offer each other support. I think I've said this before, but my favorite part of the inner child healing class was our, was the live coaching because it was just like so nice to come together as community and give each other support and clearing out like that in a group setting is really mag, magnifies it. Um, so that is that. Yeah, you can go to highestlighthealing.com and or on Instagram. I'll be, uh, I'll have a link to it. That sounds great. Yeah, thanks. And what about you? Okay, so what I want to tell you guys about is the 2021 Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner. It's out now. Yay. So this is a planner. It's a full color planner that I create with my, co-create with my friend Jennifer Joy. She does the design and she does haiku poetry for each month um and it's uh available on amazon you can find it at um also on my website in the shop and it's uh there's spells there's rituals there's journal prompts there's coloring pages and there's space for you to plan your year so it's like a normal date book type planner i have it from last year and i love it oh good yeah this is our fourth year doing it does it it. have the moon and so it has a moon yeah. signs. Thank mm-hmm. you for reminding me. It has Mercury retrograde periods. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's great really planner. Really. Thank you. A catch-all planner, if you will. <laughs> um, all right. So should, is it time? Should we go to our interview? No, no, not quite yet. Not almost. We want, almost, y'all. <laughs> almost. <laughs> we want to first talk about um, that we're doing another cocktail power hour oh, on yeah. instagram so, so this exciting. is on our instagram page at magic monday podcast and this is on the 16th which is this wednesday yeah this week's wednesday at 4 p.m pacific 5 p.m mountain 6 p.m central 7 p.m eastern so right. get yourself a cocktail or an edible mm-hmm. or a joint and whatever you want join us, or, or a regular you can just have a regular drink 
Have lemonade, a Arnold yeah. Palmer, whatever you OJ. want. Sure. And we're also <laughs> going to be talking about, I guess we'll we'll figure out what we're going to be talking about at the end of this show. Right? Oh, right. We're going to oh, yes. pick the cards That's and then right. we're going to pick the theme of what we're going to be talking about. Yes, in the power. So, hour. yeah, it's the day before my Zoom. Um, you can catch us both on that Instagram live. We had so much fun last time. We just didn't we even really want it to did. end. We didn't realize that Instagram live cuts you off at the end. I, Tess was telling a story, and I could see it because I was hosting at that time, and it was counting down the So it was minutes. literally one hour. Yes. It was cocktail power. Hour. Exactly one hour. That's right. And so, and now one more thing before yeah, we go to you our keep interview. keep talking while I let out my kitten, Helena. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So um, if you could write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, we would so appreciate it. It helps our podcast get seen and noticed, which is so important to us, to the success of our creative venture. So yes. we would appreciate it. And with that in mind, we're going to, or I'm going to read a um, beautiful review that we got recently from Erica Berica. So she writes, this is one of my favorite podcasts and I have been listening. Sorry, let me. And this This is one of my favorite (laughs) podcasts and I have been listening since the first episode. The hosts are so down to earth. It's like listening to two old friends. I listen to a lot of witchy spiritual podcasts, but this one is unique in its extremely loving, positive energy. It's perfect for boosting your energy at the beginning of the week and for learning new spiritual tips as well. Tess is a sweetheart with great tips and she's a wonderful author as well, so be sure to check out her books. Natasha reminds me so much of myself, a fellow Aquarius, and always makes me laugh. Her ability to be totally unfiltered and honest about her own struggles and insecurities, as well as proud when she is proud of herself, is so refreshing. This is, these are two of the most authentic witches and podcasters out there. Aw, such a nice review. We so really nice. appreciate it. Let's receive that, Tess. Do you believe oh, good her? Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh no! I believe it about the podcast. Oh, okay. She means it. I can. Erica Berica wouldn't lie to us. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> you have to say her whole name, Erica Berica. Thank you, Erica Berica. I'm receiving it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, that actually is a real interesting thing. I wonder what's going to happen when you start receiving more. I think it's a big deal. Just getting yeah. that. Well, like allowing, like I just yeah. have this deep belief. I think of it as like my books are not good, and people are just all being very polite. Uh, all the people <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Everyone's just really being—they just feel sorry wow. for me. I don't think and or they're just very nice. They feel people. sorry for you. Can you imagine it's telling someone you like the their book because you felt sorry for them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, no. All right. Well, now we will go to our interview with Tanya Carol Richardson. Okay. We are so excited to have Tanya Carol Richardson back. 
I'm going to read her bio real quick in case you didn't hear the other episodes. So Tanya Carol Richardson is a self-improvement spiritual author and professional intuitive who works with empath clients all over the world. She is a regular contributor to Mind, Body, Green and Spirit and Destiny, as well as the author of several books, including Angel Intuition, Zen Teen, A Year of Self-Love, Page Day Calendar, and Forever in My Heart, A Grief Journal. Welcome, Tanya. Tanya's here. Yay. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So much has changed since the last time. Now we're we're all friends and we all love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Before, just... we didn't know how we felt. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but that can kind of be fun. Like, hmm, there's, I've got curiosity. This is, I'm engaged. I'm yeah, intrigued. That's true. Yeah, that's how you make friends. That's right. Now we know everything, so forget it. (laughs) So Tanya, your new book is about empaths, which is really exciting to me because I am an empath. But in case our listeners don't know what empaths are, could you just give an overview of what empaths even are? Sure. And I feel like with impasse tests, it's good not to overcomplicate things because I think sometimes people can overcomplicate it. It basically just means you have a hyper-perceptive, energetic, and emotional system. So perceptive, you're perceiving hyper, you're perceiving more than other people do. So you're sensitive to the energies and emotions in a room of an individual, of the collective. So most people, I wouldn't say most people, but let's say people who are not an empath might be naturally wired to tune into their own energy and emotions, right? Empaths are wired to feel their own energy and emotions, as well as the energy and emotions of others in their own system, as if it were their own. So they're hyper-perceptive. They're just picking up on more. That makes a lot of sense, especially for people who, um, a lot of times people don't know their empaths and they feel like they're crazy, like, you know, out of control. Like, why am I feeling this? I don't know what I'm feeling, you know, so it takes a, it's, a book like this is so helpful, especially, um, you know, as you're learning, like, oh, what is the difference between my energy and somebody else's energy? Uh, right. And this is, that's why, I, thanks, Natasha, I wrote this book, Self-Care for Empaths, just to explain, is, is my sound good, guys, mm-hmm. people, lovely ladies, yes. lovely people? Yes. I always like to use the phrase people now because we're all just people. But um So the book is called Self-Care for Impacts, and it's 100 activities which come as rituals, quizzes, exercises to explain to you what it means to be an impact. I mean, you know, sometimes people just call that being very sensitive and then also help you to learn how to tune in or tune out to other people. So one thing that's frustrating for empaths is, as Natasha said, they're picking up on more, so it's more easy for their system to become overwhelmed because they're hyper-perceptive. They're simply perceiving more. So it's really valuable for empaths to learn how to manage their sensitivity so that they can better control when, when I'm tuning in, when I'm tuning out, what that feels like, how I can do that more mindfully so I'm not at the mercy of my sensitivity and I can see it as this wonderful, bright, shiny, sparkly aspect of me that mm-hmm. I can have a little bit more control over. Yeah, I like you just made a little um, motion like the dial was getting turned down. Yeah, and that's kind of what I, I'll say, you know, I'm an intuitive. So I, I talk about in the book, the for me, intuition, again, 
I try and explain it simply to people. I break it down to the four clairs or four psychic pathways. So there's clairaudience where you hear intuitive information, clairvoyance where you see intuitive information as an image in your mind, claircognizance where you get the breakthrough thoughts, the intellectual downloads, that's the intellectual psychic pathway, and then clairsentience, which all empaths are naturally strong in, that's where you're feeling the energies and emotions. You're having physical sensations in your body. So with clients, while I'm in a session, I'll be using all four of those clairs at the same time. But I wanted to explain to impasse their own intuitive system as well so that they can understand, yes, I'm naturally strong in the clairsentience where I feel guidance. I feel things in my body, in my emotional system. But you might have some of those other clairs active as well, or you can sometimes open them up with study and practice. So as well as giving rituals, that kind of stuff, there's also intuitive exercises in the book, because more, the more you understand your system as an empath, the more you can turn that little dial that Natasha was talking about up and down. So I, I often refer to your sensitivity as, as if it were a dial, you could kind of turn up and down like the volume on your stereo. So when I go into a session with a client, I'm turning that volume to 11 <laughs> all the way up because I want to tune into them intensely and get all the information I can for my client. But when I'm not in a session, I turn that volume down so that I don't have to feel overwhelmed when I'm walking around the world or getting a coffee or hanging out with Tess and Natasha. <laughs> and, and how do you, how would an empath turn that down? Well, that's what the book is all about. So that's why there's those, and you don't have to know all these hundred exercises. But one thing I emphasize in the book is what I call feeling and observing. So when empaths learn how to use what I call observer energy or witnessing, where they step back energetically and they're observing someone as opposed to tuning into them with their clairsentience, which is remember that feeling psychic pathway. When you step back and observe someone with witnessing energy, you're more engaging your claircognizance intellectual psychic pathway, and you won't be feeling with them, you know, so someone could be really excited in front of you could be really anxious in front of you and you can be with them and even support them, but you're not feeling with them, you know, or you're, or because, you know, this isn't a perfect science, you've turned your dial down. So you're not feeling as much with them. You're not feeling overwhelmed by it. Okay. And so um, I also think it'd be interesting if you could talk a little bit about um, why empaths are empaths, like what makes them so sensitive. Right. So that's where they have a more porous system. So again, mm. that's where you're naturally wired to where you can feel the energies and emotions of other people. It's your default wiring. So if you mm. thought of yourself as like a, a gadget, <laughs> you know, like a new iPhone or, you know, your car, your default wiring is to tune in. That's wonderful because to be able to tune into other people and the world and feel with them and feel their own energies and emotions as if it were happening to you is a very connecting thing. It's a mm -hmm. lovely ability. The problem that empaths get into is when they don't understand that ability, like one of you I remember was saying, they, they're not even sure what this is, or they haven't learned how to tune in and tune out more mindfully. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I... I also talk in the book about how empaths need to what I call retreat and recover. Mm. 
because since they are sensing more just by being out in the world, whether you're turning your dial up or down, you're still sensing more. You do need more time alone to process or just to let your system idle back into neutral. Mm -hmm. So as I say in the book, you could have a friend that's just goes from big meeting to big meeting and big party to party. And she's never overwhelmed by it. Or he, you know, this person is never overwhelmed by it. And maybe they're even charged um, by it. Yeah, maybe they're even charged by it. And maybe you're on vacation together and you're like, I really need a quiet afternoon with a book at a cafe just for a couple hours. Or I need one down night where maybe we're together doing something low stimulation, like doing a puzzle, or maybe we're both in our rooms doing something separately. And that's just because your system is overwhelmed and overstimulated and you need to give it a break for a minute. Whereas your friend is maybe not an empath and that person does not need the break. Yeah, and it's even literal. Like when I was little, um, I was terrified of loud things like mm. the vacuum. I would cry. Mm. I had nightmares about the street sweeper. Mm. Like, and I wouldn't mm. go, I didn't want to go to the hairdresser because I was afraid I would hear the blow dryer. Mm, wow. You know, <laughs> that's I, like now a lot of kids, like my daughter's was like, like when we uh, go into the bathroom and you know, those loud hand dryers I would be terrified every time we went in there that someone would start it I would just be like please nobody start the hair dryer I mean the you know hand dryer yeah yeah that's how I was a lot of still don't love the sounds but you know I've learned to kind of be like okay that's really loud I'm okay though (laughs) well you bring up a good point um Tess because a lot of empaths are more physical or are more sensitive to physical stimuli the temperature in the room the noise in the room however as you said they can build up a tolerance so you might be somebody who always wanted to be a nurse. You went and got your nursing degree, your nursing certification. You're so excited. And then you get into the hospital to do your internship and, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. of hustle bustle, a lot of people, a lot of noise. You know, stick with it because six months, you might build up a bit of a callus to that mm-hmm. and that's okay. So it's important for empaths to know that just because they're in an overstimulating environment, it doesn't mean you can't adapt and that can become natural to mm-hmm. you. So there's some gray area here. You want to protect yourself, but at the same time, you do want to be out in the world and you do want to build up um, a level of tolerance to this stuff, which you can definitely do. Yeah. The problem also with, that I talk about in the book with impasses, they want to retreat and recover. And it's important to do that mindfully because if you don't do it mindfully, if you're not aware you're overstimulated and that you need to retreat and recover, you could start numbing out by binge watching, over shopping, over drinking, and you're not aware your system is overwhelmed. All you need, all you know is I've got to turn the volume down. I've got to numb out. So I talk in the book about what healthy retreat and recover feels like as opposed to, oh, this doesn't feel so healthy and maybe I'm just numbing out and it's actually not nourishing my system in the way it needs to be nourished. Mm -hmm. Because you could binge watch, but if you're doing it consciously, that's better. Like, you know what? I need to turn it down and do it because I'm overstimulated as opposed to like 
shutting mine down now, <laughs> you know, unconscious. Right. And I think sometimes empaths who aren't, um, and we've all done this, you know, we've all numbed out and, and like Natasha says, and sometimes it's like, Hey man, I'm going to binge watch three episodes and this is exactly what I need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not to say that stuff is necessarily bad. It's just seeing um, if it's nourishing you or not, or is it making you feel more isolated? Mm-hmm. Are you an empath who is who's overwhelmed and overstimulated so to protect yourself you start isolating the problem with isolating is that impasse because we're naturally wired to feel more we're very nourished by connecting with other people we're very nourished by connecting with collective energy so if you're overstimulated and you think let me just pull back completely that's not going to feel good either So we're looking for that balance where you're not isolated and numbing out, yet you're not continually exposing your system to the point that it's always chronically overwhelmed. Or do you think that maybe it might be different for different people? Like maybe there are some extreme impact, like it's like a spectrum and like maybe some people do need like a week of no contact. I mean, I will say I feel pretty yeah. good being isolated up in yeah, the mountains for long yeah. periods of time yeah. <laughs> with yeah. total silence. Like it feels very good to me. Yeah. And like, but, yeah, my that's son a- is like, he came into this world. I think he had a past life where he was a monk and Who? your son. son. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he really does not, he needs very little human contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, us and like that and it's funny because he's an Aries rising so when he's around people you would never guess that he's like the goofiest like but he just is like when we have adults in our house like when I have a party he hates it he hates that there's other people here like he just wants to be alone and Mm -hmm. anyway so yeah that's why I was just wondering if it's I feel like there's probably uh getting to know yourself as an empath is really important. That's why this book is so great because it's like getting to know through these exercises, like, what do I need? Where am I on the spectrum? And, you know, yeah. and there's, I think that's a great point, Natasha. And there's a lot of exercises in the book to help you connect with your own energy and what nourishes you, which yeah. is going to be different for all of us and what your threshold is and where you are in the introvert extrovert spectrum. All that stuff is going to be individual to every empath. Um, and I, I really did like Natasha's point because, you know, past lives, they resonate with me. So I always tell a client when I'm getting past life information, if this doesn't resonate with you, the idea of past lives, that's fine. You can think of it as an archetype, like a soul archetype or maybe an ancestral memory. But I always feel like many sensitive people were drawn to taking holy orders 500 years ago Mm. because let's think about it you're in a nice cloistered community it's centered around prayer it's centered around giving back and doing good in the community Mm -hmm. it's you know impasse and sensitive people love routine you get up you say your prayers you have your breakfast it's perfect for a sensitive person Mm -hmm. so i'm not shocked when i hear in in sessions with clients clear audiently that this person had a past life where they took holy orders Mm -hmm. because it's an ideal environment for sensitive people. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's funny. I do have two past lives. I remember where I was a a monk nun type person, but I also remember when I was in acting school, like just wishing I could just become a nun, just thinking, Oh, wouldn't that be so (laughs) nice if I could just get out of the city and just live 
I yeah. used to want that because um, when I was like in seventh grade, because I had a lot of acne on my forehead, and I was like, if I had a habit, nobody would. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized I could just get bangs, and I never got rid of them. The acne oh, did clear yeah. up. Anyway, that's another point. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about responsibility and empaths because that's a big thing about taking responsibility for other codependency. Right, yeah. It's like because we can feel other people's emotions and, you know, it feels like a natural step of an empath to want to be responsible for them. Yeah, and that's, and it's, I'll just check one more time. Is my microphone sound yeah. okay? Okay, great. So, that's an easy way I say that in the book to remember it is you can feel other people's emotions. That doesn't make you responsible for other people's emotions mm -hmm. because as Natasha says, that's, it feels perhaps like the logical next step. So empaths really do need to look out for people pleasing, honoring themselves, getting in touch with their emotions, not feeling like you have to control, contain, or manage other people's emotions. And part of the reason an empath can do that is just because they're compassionate. They might see that someone is, you know, feeling very intense, happy or sad, and they're wanting to help. Also, since empaths can feel other people's emotions and energies in their own system, it's a self-protection. Let me calm this person down so I don't have to feel oh, what right, they're feeling. Right. Yeah. So there's many reasons that empaths and empaths have more invitations to go into other people's energies and emotions because they feel them. So it's even more important that empaths learn how to ground and stay in their own energy. So it's, and that's something you often empaths learn the hard way. They, mm -hmm. many empaths will say, I'm a reformed people pleaser. Again, all this stuff isn't talked about, so they just don't realize these patterns. They don't realize their impasse. And so let's learn sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, something that I talk about um, when I'm teaching about, um, you know, being careful of not taking on other people's emotions and feelings is to really learn to be a broadcaster. Like having that be a part of your meditation, your spiritual work is like grounding in your own energy and then setting that intention, like to send out light and to send out positive energy. So mm -hmm. you just feel like that's such a strong broadcasting energy that it you become less porous and less receptive because the direction is switched. Right. And one thing I say in the book that's similar to that test is it's, I call it the empath Jedi mind trick is don't mirror other people's energy. So yeah. let's say you have a very anxious uh, manager. You guys are on a deadline. Mm -hmm. You're in an open area office and they come over to your desk and understandably because of the deadline, they're really keyed up and you're just like, whoo, I just felt like, like a wave. Stay in your own energy. Don't mirror it because mirroring other people's energies is a natural human tendency. So if that manager is talking really loud and frantically, make your voice calm and even. Keep your body language open and relaxed. If you don't mirror their energy, it's more likely they'll take on your energy mm -hmm. because people are wired to mirror energy. So if you can just calmly stay in your energy, there's a good chance that that person will <laughs> mirror that calm energy back to you. Yeah. I just had a really big realization. Oh, what is it? <laughs> well, I just realized that, like, I think sometimes with when you're wanting to um, be responsible, when you're being responsible for other people's energy, it's really also that you want them to mirror back to you. So like, it's like you want 
it's not even just about um it's about like you want them to be okay so that then they can give you like you're okay give you the uh, sense that like you know you're okay you're okay i'm with you you know yeah. that's part of what the people pleasing is is it's like both people are trying to get the mirror maybe right. and it's like yeah letting go of that mirror by just being centered and grounded like tanya was talking about and that's another thing, you know, I talk a lot about on here about getting your energy bigger, 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 just kind of like what you were saying, Tess, is like, yeah, that's another way to like cleanse out your space and also just feel sometimes, especially I think empaths need to feel their energy really, really big in order to feel it at all. Right. <laughs> like you have to get so big just so it's like, oh, there I am. Yeah. And then you can like bring yourself back down. <clears throat> to yes. Regular. One thing that I feel helps really helps empaths is to have the grounding rituals during the day, which are really simple. And really the grounding ritual is, it's, it's not important what it is. It's about pulling yourself back into your own energy. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, you know? So however you like to have some time where you're just with your own energy and mm -hmm. also processing your own emotions because empaths are picking up on so much, um, a great way to ground yourself and stay in your own energy is simply know where you are emotionally. How are you feeling today? What are your goals for the day? Stay with you, stay with yourself, stay in that. And that's your anchor. That's your strong point is just knowing how you're feeling, what you want to accomplish, mm -hmm. stay anchored in that. And then after you meet with an anxious or a really happy person and they walk away from you, your thoughts go right back to you. They mm -hmm. go right back to what you're feeling, what you're wanting to accomplish because focus is mainly how we tune into other people. Focus. Mm -hmm. That's how I tune into clients when mm -hmm. I'm doing intuitive reading. I'm in very intensely focused on them. Mm -hmm. So where your focus goes, your energy flows. Mm -hmm. So where are your thoughts? Where is your focus? That's where your energy will be. Yeah. And so that reminds me of self-kindness too, learning to be kind to yourself mm -hmm. regularly, tune into your own feet feelings. Mm -hmm. But you know what, I, I wonder if you could share with our listeners, maybe one exercise from self-care for empaths that they can do that will be mm -hmm. really helpful yeah. and nourishing to them. Or yeah, or anything, but one of the, one of the things I like in the book is I have this quick exercise for having an empath talisman. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the exercises and rituals are just more intellectual. They're a way to view and approach things or mm -hmm. they're a way to give you information about empaths. But then some of the rituals and things are very tactile. So this is the fun one. It's just having an empath talisman. So I talked just really quickly about how you can like you know, if you're into clearing the energy of objects or charging the energy of objects, you can do that and get this grounding energy with this object. And I have a fun, interesting little way to do that. But then it's also about when you're feeling emotionally triggered. So another thing about impasse is they feel emotions and energies very intensely. So we all know that anyone can be emotionally triggered. This is when something hits you and you're overwhelmed emotionally and it's like, whoa, this is kicking off a childhood wound. This is kicking off my perfectionism. This <laughs> is a domino effect and I am triggered. And you're just, that emotion is coursing through you and it's very difficult to stay centered. And luckily we're not emotionally triggered all the time. Time, but this happens to everybody. So when an empath is emotionally triggered, they feel it really strongly because they feel emotions strongly. 
So this empath talisman that you've grounded with grounding energy, when you hold that, that's what, that helps you stay, that helps you remember I'm being triggered right now. I'm mm. holding on to this. This is helping ground me. This is going to help me talk to this person. I'll have it in my pocket. This is going to help me make that really difficult phone call I've got to make about my student loan. I'm going to grab my empath talisman. That's going to help ground my energy. So that's a really fun, because I think sometimes we all have those situations, you know, empaths have trouble confronting people typically, you know, for all the reasons we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. They're afraid they're going to feel the other person's uncomfortable energy. They're, they can be people pleasers. They don't want to upset people. That's a perfect time to grab your little empath talisman, sit with it for a few seconds, have it in your pocket when you go talk to your manager, you know, or have it in your hand on the phone when you're talking to somebody that you've got to break up with, you know, something where it's really hard and it's very emotionally triggering. So sometimes power objects can be really soothing because empaths can be very soothed by physical tactile things. I have an exercise for cocooning in the um, book, which is about just getting some low stimulation time for yourself. But when I say you can create cozy energy, sometimes empaths will want to like, let me get on the bed and just surround myself by pillows. Let me just put two big oversized pillows on either side of me. It's very snug. It's very comforting. So since empaths are so um, sensitive to feelings and even physical stimuli, like Tess said, sometimes just having tactile physical things can be very comforting for them. Yeah, I realize I've done that actually. That when I was, I was just thinking of when I was a waitress in a really busy restaurant and oh, I had a crystal that it would be like, okay, if I have this crystal in my pocket, my apron pocket, I'll, I'll make it through. <laughs> and it really helps. <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of um, babies, you know, like swaddling babies when they get upset or um, mm -hmm. kid, they often yes. say like yeah. when a kid is really, really upset upset um especially a very empathetic kid like you want to hold them sometimes just like holding them, not even holding them down but like hugging them really hard so like you are bringing them intensely close to you it's like that cocoon <clears throat> feeling is very stabilizing for yeah um they use it i think with autistic yeah kids and kids I, I, I have it with heavy blankets Oh, yeah. yeah. Impasse Another love reason. weighted blankets. blankets. Yeah, yeah, those um yeah, those weighted blankets are really great for anxiety. Um so we need to wrap up to mm -hmm. soon, but I wanted to ask you, um, why do you think twenty twenty is the perfect time for empaths to up their self care game? Because great question, Natasha. <laughs> Tanya gave us that question. How did you think of it? Spoiler alert. I don't know. It just came to me in the night. <laughs> you were holding your empath talisman and it just came to you. That's, That's right. brilliant. That's right. Um, well, it's funny. I'm glad we're able to blow off steam because 2020 has been a traumatic year and it's yeah. been, um, we've had all the calls for social justice. We've had the pandemic. We've had the economy tanking. Fires. We have had just, we've Fires. had the, exactly the environment where, you know, even if there's been people who've died, there's been animals and wildlife that's been lost on a mass scale. Um, it's just been almost as if 2020 checked off every box in the trauma, in the trauma checklist. Mm -hmm. So, 
Empaths, remember, are very sensitive to collective energy. So the collective is really traumatized and hyper and, and feeling extremely emotional right now to waves and degrees. So this is even more important this year than ever to learn how to ground into yourself, to learn how to tune in and out to learn how to take care of yourself and how can I also be the sensitive, compassionate empath who does care about what's happening in the world. And I still want to be out there trying to make a difference while I'm protecting myself and taking good care of myself. So this is the time. And sometimes that is when we do make major changes or we do finally learn how to balance is when our backs are up against the wall and we're forced to do it. So this is a year where empaths have been forced to get more confident just about their self-care and who they, how they operate in the world. So that's why I wrote the book. I'll just say it one more time, Self-Care for Empaths. And it's out now in September, which is actually the, the National Self-Care Ooh, Awareness perfect. Month, September. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah, and you can get the book on, isn't that nice? And you can get the book on at your local bookstore, check there first. And, so, you know, many of them do curbside pickup if you're nervous about that. You can get it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Bookshop.org, anywhere that you order books. It's called Self-Care for Empaths. Yay. Yay. It's such a well, great Well, thank you so yeah. much for being here. It was great yeah. to talk to you. And yeah. I'm sure that um, those tips are going to be really helpful to many of our listeners. Yeah. And thank you. I love to really think of quickly. you as the waitress with the crystal in your apron. <laughs> that was the best part, I think. <laughs> I'm real quick, Tanya. Where else can okay, take find you? Here, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, also, you can find me on my website, which is real easy to remember. It's Tanya Blessings, T A N Y A. B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G-S. And I've got links on there to all my social media, YouTube, all that good stuff. Okay, great. All right. Thanks, Tanya. Well, thank you again. Thank Bye. you, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. We hope you loved it as much as we did. Um, all right. So now is it time for my segment? It sure yes. is. Tess is the Virgo among us, if you couldn't tell. Um, so she keeps the list. Although, you know what? I do have three earth planets in my chart. So. And you, your Chinese sign is an earth sign. We just That's learned. right. That's right. Um, okay. So it's time for the energy report. So, <laughs> um, this week, holy moly, I don't know, I just keep feeling like, um, and this is going to continue to sound like I'm manic, but like I am constantly in um, metamorphosis state since this pandemic started. It's just like, I'll go in and all this shit will happen and I'll feel all the things and then whoo, come out. It's like, do you feel like that? At yes, all? yes, yes. And like that there's all these different levels of change that are happening. Yes. Like who am I? Who am I going to end up being yes. at the end of this? Yeah, yes. definitely. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, so much is being shed. It's just like, I am a totally different person. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in case this is your first time listening, energy report is when I give the energy, how I see the energy of the week um, from myself and my clients. Um, the trend that I was seeing. So it's basically a lot of past life, like so much past life shedding 
and a lot of it centered around um letting go of resentments. I think I talked I I talked about this a little bit last week because it was coming up too. But it's really like taking the story out of everything that that like old old feelings, old themes like either resentment or feeling lonely all the time or whatever it is that that has kind of plagued you in your life these things are coming up in past lives to be de-energized so that you can finally realize oh my god i'm a limitless being i am part of a higher truth that is beyond all of this so true my cat ron right now is run is like acting like a kitten on the couch right now it's so cute because he's 11 and some of you all know Ron. He looks like he's chasing something, but there's nothing there. I just wanted to mention that. Okay. So anyway, this has been like, and the other amazing part of this is the um, that this opens the way for new possibilities, for new energy to come in, for new experiences, for new um, ways of being in in life. Um, and it's interesting because I asked my guides, like, is there, it seems like there's more support for this because in the past it's been like, I know that there, they, we, um, have been receiving extra light, you know, to help us bring in this new energy. And what they showed me was it's not so much that there's, well, there's always support is one thing they said, but it's not that there's extra support to, go into it but after you release there's more capacity for light there's extra light to receive after you've released so mm. it feels like and it's a it's an assist but it's like an assist um after to birth the new possibilities <laughs> ron's insane right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just run past me oh my god okay um anyway <laughs> <laughs> he's like having one of those cat moments where he's yes, just running around. Yes, he's, he's so zooming. much like Solo. He looks like Solo and he's also 11. Oh I didn't know he God. was exactly 11. Like okay. Solo is. Hold on one second. Okay, I had to let him out because it was too distracting. <laughs> uh, the kitten is also in here and she's just like, what is the old guy doing? <laughs> um, okay, so um, yeah, so we are getting this assist, which is really nice. And that is one of the things I'm going to do in the Zoom Um class is after we clear it out, bring in more energy of like, what are we, what are we bringing in? And oh my gosh, for myself, it's like, Like old, uh, you know, I mentioned resentments and that was true for myself. Like I didn't even realize it because um, like the shadow work, I'm not, I can't, I don't want to have resentments. That's not like me. I'm, uh, you know, but it was hanging on there for other reasons, deeper reasons, like reasons around feeling not worthy or waiting to get someone else's approval before I let it go, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and all of that has lifted. Where it's yeah. like, I'm not even interested. I don't care what anybody else is doing. <laughs> yes, that's the best. <laughs> it really is. And not in a, like, a, I don't give a fuck what you do. It's like really just like, oh, yeah, we're all human. And 
you know, like I make mistakes and I feel bad and I hope people forgive me for my mistakes and they're human too and they made mistakes and I forgive them. We're just all here on this human journey. Yeah. Having these Unfolding stories. at our own pace and part of the same consciousness, really. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. So that is similar, I feel like, to what I was talking it about. It is similar. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was feeling it. Yeah, more on a personal level than a larger scale level. Oh, right. But, but yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It is similar. Yeah. So um, I'm, I was trying to think, this is actually part of why, part of what I was, why I was thinking, oh, this would be better on Zoom, but because it's a little bit complicated um, what my, um, what my assignment is for the week for the energy report. But one thing that you can do is imagine if you aren't familiar with working with past lives just imagine a theme that has been resonant for you that's kind of stuck with you like unworthiness or whatever it is um and when you're in neutral be in neutral in a meditative place and then picture like a screen like a tv screen in front of you, not too close, but like outside of your aura. And imagine what would that color of the thing be? Like, usually it's like a gray or, you know, but you let your color be whatever it is of that theme. And just, it's representing whatever that is. And then imagine there's like a gold chalice underneath it, underneath the screen, and just take out, like, pluck out from the bottom of that TV screen, like there was a cord there, take the cord out and let the energy drain into the cup, the gold chalice. All of that, all of that energy, just let it go in and then explode the chalice and release that energy. And then call your energy back to you, fill up, and then whatever comes back to you is your purified energy, your energy collected for present time. So it's just a way of releasing that energy pattern. It's very powerful when you do it. It's like I can feel like all my energy coming back to me because it was really like tied up in those old themes and those old stories within that energy pattern. So that's one thing you can do. And then after you've done that and filled up with gold, write down what you want to fill it with. So let's say the theme that was in your life was unworthiness. You can write down it really is good to write it out like how you a scene where you feel so worthy now picture like oh I feel so deserve you know if you want to do your receiving thing like I feel so deserving of every wonderful thing that comes to me I feel so filled up with love and you know I know how worthy I am really bringing that in you can imagine people around you you know that receiving it that kind of a thing so really taking in this new reality of yeah. how you're going to live your life now. Nice. Yeah. Did that make sense, the TV screen? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, so it's like the energy, the energy that drains out is like the charge, like yeah. the energetic charge of this old story. And then we're bringing in this new story, which I have to say, I can really feel that potential yes. where sometimes like energetically, it's kind of like, mm. it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel as dynamic as it does right now. Uh, I feel like it, like I can really tap into the, this feeling, at least personally yes. right now of like, um, 
maybe I am an eternal being. Yes. Like, and the, it, like, what would that feel like? And what it, just the potential, the, the reality of that feels yes. m- more present than it has in the past. Yeah, that's what my guides were telling me, that oh. it's like really there now that after you release, it's like you can really, there is extra light for when you are bringing, for bringing mm. in those new possibilities. And that's that creating space vibe that we got last week, I think, too, that's is true. we're making room for that. Yeah, moving energy so that it we so can that bring we can that bring in. it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Love it. Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. Okay, so this week um, we have the new moon happening. Oh, so yeah. the new moon, the Vir- Virgo new moon, which is on the day of your event. Did you plan no, it no. that way purposely? It's um, on the seventeenth. Oh, I thought it was on. Yeah, you're right. It is on the 17th, but in my head. It's the morning. The morning of the 17th. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, that's funny because last time we did our power hour on um, the full moon. The full moon. And now we're doing it on the dark moon, like right, right before the new moon. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so different energy. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so we'll do our power hour. And then the next day on the 17th on Thursday is the Virgo new moon. It does, the moon does move into Libra Mm -hmm. in the afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. Mm -hmm. But either way, this Thursday is a great time to do some abundance magic. Just like, hey, just we'll be doing it in the Zoom, bringing in that new possibility. Yeah, yeah. And the, with the Virgo new moon, um, and it's on a Thursday, which is the day of expansion. It's mm-hmm. the day that is ruled by Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion. So it's a day for prosperity magic. Mm. So the new moon and in an earth sign like Virgo and it, Libra, I feel like Virgo and Libra are just very copacetic. They mm. kind of, one flows into the other in a really nice way because mm. um, Libra has a, aesthetic focus is really about balance and beauty and openness and flow where Virgo is it just kind of moves into it in a nice way Virgo's earthy but it's also about creating space and Mm -hmm. um, beauty in its own way in an organized sort of anchored way Um, so so what I recommend is a abundance ritual for the new moon i have one that is actually in my 2020 your most magical year yet planner that i can share so in this uh planner it says the virgo new moon is on thursday september 17th today light a green candle and anoint your belly heart and palms with sweet almond oil scented with patchouli Mm. cedar and or vetiver oil Mm. Take some deep breaths and feel abundant. Say some positive affirmations about your finances, such as money flows to me easily and effortlessly. This is an abundant universe and luxury is my natural state. And I am rich beyond my fondest dreams. If you feel guided, take some time to assess old limiting beliefs about money and wealth. Question those limiting beliefs find ways they aren't really true or don't need to be true for you then write beautiful new ones that empower you rather than hold you back conjure up the positive feeling that you are already extremely wealthy breathe into this feeling and feel grateful for your never-ending flow of blessings 
I love it. So that really goes along with the energy report. You could do yeah. the energy report exercise on your old stories about money. That could be one of the things that you do them yeah. on. And then create some new stories, some new vibrations about prosperity and expansion. And really focus on, remember to focus on that feeling of um being in your body of enjoying being in the physical world this is a good way to work with um abundance magic in general but with the moon the new moon in virgo you have this added ability to connect with your body and with the physical realm so to enjoy being in your body and then to enjoy the feeling of luxury of being in this sensual world yeah I love it. We are limitless beings in these bodies. So we may as well enjoy it. Yeah, for a pretty short time. Yeah. I mean, in this particular body, it's like it seems long to us, but it also is actually really pretty short. We don't even know how short. So we might as well just enjoy it. Yeah. All righty. So should we do our housekeeping? Yes. Great. Okay. So you can ask us a question at magicmondaypodcast.com. We didn't do it this week, but you can ask us any questions that you would like us to answer there, or you can um, leave us a voicemail, which we love, at 828-333-7181. I just like saying it like that. Um, we really do love those voices. Yeah, give us a call, you guys. Give us a call. Ask yeah. us questions. We tell did us get a story. really nice voicemail, but we haven't played it yet because we weren't sure if we were allowed to. So just also understand that if you leave us a voicemail, you're agreeing to have it on the air. Yeah. Now our message says that. Oh, okay. Well, now oh, well, you know that's what here, I thought. So. I heard you're from probably right. Um, <laughs> um, okay, and you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter. I'm now also, um, and you get three meditations when you do that. You can find out all my classes on there. I'm, um, I now have a wait list, a waiting list registration for my inner child healing class for whenever I do it again. Um, and on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And where can we find you? You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, and that's where you can learn about the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts, which enrollment opens on October 1st, so, so for exciting. a very limited time, and you How can get limited? on the waiting list. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be five or seven days. Oh. I haven't decided yet. But there is a waiting list at TessWhitehurst.com, and you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at TessWhitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. I just realized that we did not mention, what were you going to say? Oh, you go. Oh. Well, I, I can remember it. Okay. After. Um, that we didn't mention, you can also find us at Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and Magic Monday Podcast listeners. We have a group there on Facebook that's really nice and Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. Yes, which is where we're going to have our power hour. Just remember, mark your calendar for this Wednesday, the 16th, 4 Pacific, 5 Mountain, 6 Central, (laughs) 7 Eastern. That's right. So if you'd like to see what I look like with one drink in me, 
then you can join us and whatever yeah. it is Tess is doing. And I think I might have a drink this next oh, time. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, it was hard to remember what I was talking about when I was stoned. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, like in the middle of a sentence, <laughs> I'd be like, ah. Oh, my God. I would be so useless <laughs> in that. I would not. That would not be good for me. Um, yeah, but of course, we support all of our sober listeners as well. Oh, yes, totally. Please, come sober. Come however you want. And you can ask us questions on there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to be announcing the topic very oh, soon. right. Very soon. Very soon. Okay, so I am picking this week. Now that I have my office in one place, I have all my Oracle decks in one place. Ooh. So I'm... I like that. Uh, that sounds great. You would really love the situation over here as it <laughs> develops. Things are really getting organized. Um, so I'm reading from Colette Baron reads The Crystal Spirits Oracle. Nice. And I'm reading from my very own Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which you can get at on Amazon or my website, TessWhitehurst.com. Yeah. Okay. So I picked Amber, which is healing family patterns, releasing karma, preserving the wisdom gained by the lessons of the past. Ooh. This sounds like it's going to really align. Okay. So... um. You know, I wonder if I should read the prosperity message. Okay, well, I'll just read this. The families we come into as infants and the ones we grow up in offer us experiences that yield gifts, lessons about love, about resilience, forgiveness, and about our own power to leave behind old ways and embrace the new. Um, Amber Spirit is here with a message to reconnect with the wounded story you still recount, one that is a, the, a legacy of your family, which is exactly what I was talking about. Yes. So can you heal this story and instead tell one from the perspective of love? Yes. Yeah. So by de- I just want to say, yeah, by de-energizing it energetically, you can clear it out and then it opens your heart to receive it with love. And then, yeah, bring in the experience that you want. Um, this way you may receive and give love within a family as defined by the heart and the magic of the conscious universe who sends people your way to make sure you have the caring and affection you need and deserve. Reflect today on the love you have created for yourself and how precious you are, a gem like no other. Um, and then I just want to say the prosperity thing real quick. It's talking about Looking at your messages about money and finances, like ah, you were saying, and then tying it all together. That's right, and realizing these were perpetuated by you from old habits, and um, and then to enjoy the prosperity, explore what your family taught you about abundance, and make conscious choices about whether to keep, alter, or replace the lessons you learned. The conscious universe wants you to be prosperous, and will support you in making changes and creating and sustaining wealth. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, the family story is connected to abundance. So those are really deep. So yeah. that can be really healthy to look at what you learned, what your family actually taught you about money and what they demonstrated to you too. Yeah. Okay. So I drew honor the cycles. The dance of the cosmos is cyclical. You are being guided to observe the cycles at work in your life. Perhaps you're seeing the results of something coming full circle 
or you're in a phase that doesn't seem ideal on the surface. Rest assured that healing follows grief and joy follows despair as surely as the sunrise follows the dark of night. As change is the only constant, there is no logical option but to embrace it wholeheartedly, enter into change, accept it, flow with it, and even celebrate it. This is the path to harmony. Invite harmony into your life now by honoring the cycles of life. Um, According to ancient astrology systems, we are now in the midst of a period called the Kali Yuga that lasts 1,000 to 2,000 years. By nature, this is a cycle of destruction. Just as winter is the the season when the earth is at its furthest point from the sun, the Kali Yuga is a time when human consciousness is furthest from divine illumination. And just as springtime's earliest flowers prepare to unfurl and bloom, even in the harshest winter weather, a renaissance of peace, love, and wisdom is now stirring within the hearts of humans in every culture and on every continent yours is one of these hearts the very fact that you hold this card in your hand indicates that you are awake to the springtime of human consciousness and are among its earliest blooms even though it may be challenging to understand it in a logical or linear way you may sense that the confusion and discord of the kali yuga are necessary in the grand cycle of time It destroys the old to make room for the new and brings in what isn't working to light or brings what isn't working to light so we can create new ways of relating to ourselves, each other, and the planet. Wow. I have goosebumps. So what do we feel? Well, definitely letting go of old stories seems like a big theme. Yeah. Creating new stories. Should we do letting go of old stories? Or what do you think? Or what? Bringing in, maybe just. It is the dark moon, which is release. Like this is during the dark moon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about letting go of old stories. Okay. When we have uh, alcohol inside us. (laughs) (laughs) Let's drunkenly discuss letting go of old stories. Okay, great. That's what we'll do. And it (laughs) does like, it is like the oldest stories of all are our past lives. Right, yeah. I mean, those are really old stories. Yeah, that'd be fun, talking about past lives. Yeah, we can touch on that, too. All right. Well, we hope you join us uh, Wednesday. And we hope hope you have a wonderful week either way. Sending love. Yeah. Bye. Bye.